Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Live from the studios of News Talk 1480 WHBC, it's Kenny and JT. Cavs out of timeout. Spruce into Mobley. Back to Max. Half court shot. Good! Good! This place is going crazy. Spruce on the loose with the game winner. And one of the most incredible endings you will ever see or hear. What a great game last night and an even better call by our good buddy Tim Alcorn, who joins us right now on the hotline from Chicago. Timmy, you got any voice left today to talk to us? <laughs> yeah, I got a little bit. And, of course, uh, trying to save it. I've got another game to do tonight. Timmy, great job last night. I listened to the entire game uh, on the radio. So, fantastic job. Fantastic finish. You called it. Brought back memories of Craig Elo. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. And he comes from Lubbock, Texas, with your call similar to Joe Tate's. How much fun was that game last night? Oh, I mean, those are games, you know, Kenny, as a sportscaster, you just, you, you dream of having a game like that and calling a game winner. Uh, you don't rehearse it, at least I don't. Like, see, if he throws it into Max and then Max hits the half-court shot, what am I going to say? I mean, you just right. let it flow as it happens. And certainly uh, just one of the more electrifying moments that I've ever been involved with as a broadcaster. And uh, it, it wasn't a dud of a game where all of a sudden the half-court shot wins it. I mean, it was an amazing game. And then to have it come down to that made it all the more special. 12 ties, 25 lead changes in a game that I wanted to just put my fist through my television or throw my radio <laughs> out of the basement because, you know, I'm a creature of habit. And when things don't go well, I turn one on or turn the other one off. So I didn't get to hear your call until I saw it. On ESPN, and like Kenny said, brother, it was fantastic. And I asked you a couple of weeks ago when we were up there at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse if you had a favorite play that you had called, and obviously we know what it is now. But I want to take you one step further, Tim Alcorn. Yesterday, with all due respect to that great shot at the end of the game, which was more of a special call for you, the Okoro interception or the Struce chase down block on Luca? Oh, this. The Strews chase down was amazing because here you've got a future Hall of Famer in Luka Doncic, and I don't think he ever saw uh, Max Strews coming or even anticipated Max Strews coming. And it shows you the heart and the determination and that winning mentality of Max Strews. He will never, ever give up on a play. So uh, that was something extraordinary. That was special. And not to take anything away from Okoro's interception. I mean, he went up like Denzel Ward and pick that one off. And uh, that was special too. But uh, Spruce's effort, just the incredible effort that he gave to come back and block that Doncic shot was simply sensational. 
Happy to have Tim Alcorn join us here on the Kenny and JT Show after that thrilling 121-119 win over the Mavs at home last night. Now they're on the road back-to-back with the Chicago Bulls. Let's go back uh, to, to last night, though, before we preview tonight's game, Tim. And I've been saying that uh, Max Truce is consistently inconsistent. When he's on, he's on fire. When he's off, he's ice cold. Well, last night he was on fire. Timmy, have you ever seen somebody uh, as hot as he was in the final four minutes of that game at both ends of the floor? No. Uh, You know, I was thinking about that on the drive over to the airport after the game and then the flight here to Chicago. To see a guy rip off four three balls in 67 seconds, he did. Yeah. 12 points in a minute and seven seconds. And then, Kenny, as you alluded to, uh, not just catching on fire at the offensive end, but the plays that he made defensively. JT talked about that chase down block. I mean, he was just incredible. And uh, I'll give your listeners a little sneak peek. Uh, We go man-to-man with Max Drusa before the game tonight. And uh, talking to Matt earlier, he said, he thought it was good from the moment it left his hand. He felt that shot was going in. He was just playing in that zone uh, that players talk about, and he thought it was a good shot from the moment he let it fly. Tim, that shot didn't even get close to the rim. I mean, from what we saw in all the highlights that we've seen, it was nothing but nylon, man. Yeah, I mean, it was true. And, uh, you know, I was talking to some folks earlier today, and, and they asked me from the Joe Tate Purge, from my angle, if I thought it was going in. And, of course, mm-hmm. man, you're dealing with such geometry there, an inch or two either way. But it looked online. There, there are times that you can look at a shot and go, that's not going in. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just way off. But as it left Max's hand, you could see it was online. Now, would it be a little short, a little long, maybe clank the backboard? Uh, but it was true. It was nothing but net. Tim, what else stood out last night that made it so special as you reflect back on it besides the 59-foot buzzer beater? Well, you know, the Cavs' resiliency, again, uh, down by 10 in that fourth quarter. Now, Max led the way. He led the comeback. But uh, they were going up against not one but two future Hall of Famers and two closers in Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving, and yet uh, they were able to withstand that. And as Jim Jones said after the ball game, uh, Kenny, you said you were listening. If you heard Jim's comment, uh, that's the type of win that can really springboard a basketball yeah. team. You win a game like you did Sunday in Washington, you go, oh, man, mm-hmm. well, it's a win, you move on. Last night's win is one of those that can really catapult you insofar as just the confidence that you get out of that, uh, that feeling that we're never out of a ball game, uh, to do it against, again, guys like Luka and Kyrie Irving, uh, that's a special win, and I think that's what stands out to me. Tim, what about the crowd versus Kyrie Irving? I mean, how was it? Oh, it, it was fine. You know, listen, Kyrie Irving gets the biggest shot in Cavalier history. There is absolutely no doubt about that. And some will argue the biggest shot in NBA history, Game 7 on the road and all that. Uh, They did a nice video tribute to Kyrie. Uh, He accepted it. He waved to the crowd. He got a nice round of applause. Uh, I don't think people will ever forget what Kyrie Irving meant to those championship teams or the championship team and on that championship run as far as four straight NBA finals. And so... Uh, He was warmly received. I know uh, after the game he made some comments uh, that he really relished his time in Cleveland and 
looking back on it, he wished it had ended differently, but uh, I thought the fans treated him very, very well. When a game ends that late last night, I mean, obviously, it seems as though it it ends a little bit later because there seems to be more post-game interviews. What time do you land? What time do you get settled in in Chicago? (laughs) Well, that's a good question. I mean, it it was funny because I never even heard the the call of that final shot until I got on the plane. Uh, People were saying, oh, it was a good call. I was like, I haven't heard it. And then somebody finally held up a phone and and played it for me. We, We got off the ground in Cleveland. Uh, at about 11.30, I would say. That's about an hour flight here to Chicago. So uh, we landed at 11.30 Chicago time. Right. So uh, by the time you get to the you know, the hotel and all that, you're getting to bed about 12.30, quarter to one. And uh, certainly the, the adrenaline, even at that point, is still flowing. That's one of those games. And, again, you guys have called games. You, you get it. You understand it. You're just amped up for a while. I, I tossed and turned for a little bit. Yeah, the, for me, Timmy, when when something like that happens, whether I'm calling the game or just watching a game that was that exciting, I watch Sports Center till like three in the morning because I want to see it every. You I know what I mean? It. I, I want to see from every angle and hear every call because I'm like you. That adrenaline's flowing, man. I started watching last night, Tim, and I got up early at about four thirty, five o'clock in the morning, and it was on at the bottom of the hour, and they let off every show with it as well, and they used your call. Well, it's funny because I mentioned arriving here in Chicago, and, of course, I had my phone off on the plane. And we get off the plane, I get on the bus, I turn the, the phone back on, and my cousin in Florida nice. is texting me, you're on ESPN Sports Center." I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'd only heard the call once on the plane. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, – Joe Tate would have been is, proud. Well, thank you. You know, it's, as I've told you guys, I, I don't – rate my calls or rank my calls or anything like that. You guys know you just try to capture it. You hope that somewhere there's a person listening in a car or that's at work on a night shift or whatever, they can't see it. And that's the most important thing with radio. They can't see it. And so you're trying to just describe it as best you can and capture it as best you can, and I hope I did that. What a bonanza. What a bonanza. Oh, yes. A lot of shenanigans going on in those final uh, (laughs) seconds of that game, back and forth by both teams, but a bonanza of a shot there by Max Struess, as uh, Tim Alcorn called it for you right here on WHBC. And also, Tim, and this to me, because I'm old school like you are, this to me was just as important as your call last night, the fact that your partner kept his mouth shut. He let the play-by-play guy call the shot and the crowd reaction, your description, and then after the fact, as analysts are supposed to do when there is that time, break down what happened. So kudos to Jim Jones. Yeah, well, that's what makes Jimmy great. And, you know, it's funny you say that, Kenny, because I'll I'll give your listeners a little inside-the-perch view uh, as I made the call and and Struce hits the shot and (laughs) – I'm losing my mind, or at least it feels like I am. I looked at Jim, like, do you have something to say? And he just gave me the motion, keep going, keep going. And uh, so that was really nice of Jim, number one. But to your point, uh, just so incredibly gracious of him. And then, uh, yeah, the crowd, too. And and that's something that, again, getting into the, the broadcasting end of it, that I think the guy who is absolutely brilliant at that is Hammy is Tom Hamilton. Let yeah. the crowd tell the story for a few seconds. So, Hammy with his classic home run calls. I think the guy goes from first to third before he says another word. 
and I wanted to capture some of that crowd sound last night, too, because it was deafening. And so uh, Struce hits the shot and Cavs win and all that, and then I just wanted to stay silent for a few seconds at least just to try to capture that crowd noise. I got news for you. I believe we're coming up to sit in that perch with you on March 20th when the Heat come to town, and if there's any shenanigans like this, there is no way I'm staying quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I want want the crowd to go crazy. Believe me, you two aren't going to stay quiet for 48 minutes plus. I know that. Uh, are you kidding? <laughs> hey, by the way, we're, we want to change our little thing that you say, you know, best pick and uh, play a pick and roll duo in Stark County. We're not doing We don't play that anymore. We just want to sit outside and shoot threes all day. <laughs> well, maybe I'll call a few of them if we get down to a <laughs> playground somewhere or into an open gym. I'll, I'll sit there and announce the. Uh, Rota, three ball. You know, I'll let it Off fly. the front of the rim. Okay. We may be there, like, for two days uh, before we both make one, Tim. So I don't know if you have the time to do that. Tim Alcorn joining us here on the Kenny and JT Show talking Cavs basketball. Huge, exciting win last night over Dallas. But guess what, Timmy? Uh, you got to put it in the rear view, right? It's time for the Chicago Bulls tonight. How does a team that's playing the second of a back-to-back and fifth in seven days get back up to try and do it all over again tonight against the Bulls? Yeah, that's that's going to be the question. Uh, now, Chicago's on a back-to-back as well. In fact, they were Good. home last night, uh, and they lost to Detroit. They had a double-digit lead in that game and then fell to the Pistons. So they'll be smarting. But, man, they've been ravaged by injuries. Of course, Ball is out for the year. Levine is out. Now Patrick Williams is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically they've got DeRozan and Kobe White and Vucevic and then a bunch of guys that – I'm really going over my game notes to say, who's this and who's this? Uh, They've really been beaten up. But that being said, to your point, Kenny, such an emotional game last night. And uh, as I said, the adrenaline's flowing. And if I had a hard time going to sleep, I'm sure the guys did too. So, But you're right. The NBA schedule is unforgiving. You've got to be ready. You've got to be ready to go. And if you come out and stub your toe tonight against Chicago, then that game against Dallas loses a lot of its luster. So you've got to keep it going and come out strong and and go after this Bulls team on their home floor tonight. Tim, the Cavaliers are about as healthy as I can ever remember. And Mm -hmm. now that you've got all your bigs back, really, it looks as though Jared Allen and Evan Mobley are 100%. Tristan comes back. Do you foresee him getting any playing time? And I want to expect, when is he due back, by the way? Uh, I don't have the schedule right here in front of me. I know there's a Houston game in March. So yeah. whenever that Houston game is, you guys have the schedule in yeah. front of you. But uh, So there's a, there's a couple of more weeks. I know that it's mid-March when they play Houston. But uh, to answer your original question, JT, yeah, I do think uh, Tristan's going to get some playing time because, as we've talked about, playoff basketball is a different animal. It's a physical game. It becomes more of a half-court half game. Boy, we saw that last year with the Knicks. And so Tristan, with that playoff experience, that toughness, uh, yeah, I think he will get some playing time. I don't think it'll be 20, 25 minutes a night, but uh, they'll get him in there uh, to spell Jared or to spell Evan and provide that physicality that you know is coming in postseason basketball. Cavs at Houston, I look at it at the 16th, Kenny. Okay. Okay. All right. So So that would be the the 25-game point. Uh, so he would be eligible, okay. to put it that way. Not that he's guaranteed to play, but he would be eligible to play uh, starting with that Houston game on the 16th. 
Double T coming back on the 16th. <laughs> Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. <laughs> Prayer from heaven. Yes. Yeah. Uh, did you hear AC's call by any chance, uh, Timmy, from last called night? Up, called up heaven for a prayer. I've not heard AC. Yes. you got to look that one up, kid. You'll I love it. Well, hey, you know, it's funny because, you know, I love AC. AC and I are really good friends. We've become close uh, since I've joined the, the organization now, this year now. But when AC came on the plane, he looked at me, and at that point I still hadn't heard it. He's like, yeah, great call. And he gave me, gives me a couple of big fist bumps. And I was like, well, AC, I haven't heard it yet. Oh, it's good. You know? <laughs> so, so I'll have to uh, I'll have to dial back and uh, see what AC had to say. I have not I have not heard it. Well, your call was fantastic, as was uh, John Michaels and AC's and uh, Rafi Hernandez Brito. Have you heard Rafi's uh, call yet, Tim? Yes, I didn't know you could say C for that long. He said it a long time. Uh, yes, somewhere on social media they they put his next to mine and. Uh, Ross a great guy. He really is. And so he, he can definitely bring it on a big call like that. Yeah, he did a nice job. All three of them, but uh, we're partial. Uh, we we yeah. liked your the best, yours the best. Great job on that. Uh, get some rest. Get that pregame nap in or whatever you're going to do right now. Deep before dish tonight's- pizza, man. You're in the Windy City. Live a little bit. Celebrate. Um, maybe next time. I like, I like Kenny's idea about the nap. There you go. <laughs> We're getting older. Naps are wonderful. They they beat the hell out of a, a good meal sometimes. So get get that nap in. Drink some hot tea and honey, and have a great call tonight. We'll be listening again. And thanks for joining us today, Timmy. As always, despite JT's protestations <laughs> to the contrary, no place I'd rather be than with the best pick and roll combo in Canton. Love that guy, Tim Alcorn. Check him out tonight, eight o'clock tip off. Cavs in Chicago against the Bulls.